Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Boris Johnson. The British government has outlined a new immigration system to manage the flow of workers into the UK and replace existing rules from the 1st of January 2021. Because as you know, Britain is leaving the EU. Well, kind of officially left, but it's not really official because everything won't be in place till the end of this year. But the 1st of January 2021, there will be new rules in place. And that applies, by the way, to anybody living in Ireland who's not an Irish citizen. Now, if you're an Irish citizen, of course, the common travel area still applies because that predates both Ireland and the UK's EU membership, which allows Irish and British citizens to move freely between country and country. In other words, you can move backwards and forward uh, to either jurisdiction, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland, whatever it happens to be. So we, we've got that. That's OK for us. But if you're living in Ireland, for example, and you happen to be Polish, or you're living in Ireland, Estonian, or whatever it is, and you're living in Ireland and you're not an Irish citizen, this will apply to you too if you want to visit the United Kingdom and not on a tourist visa. You will also, by the way, if you're coming from outside the EU or within the EU and you're going to Britain, uh, unlike before where you just jumped on a plane from Europe and went to Britain, you can't anymore. You won't be able to. You'll have to have a tourist visa. Now, I don't know whether they'll bring in a waiver programme. They may for some countries, uh, but they may not. So you will have to have a tourist visa, similar to you'd have to go to have a, Years ago, we had to have a tourist visa to go to the United States. We have a waiver program now, so we don't have to. You just fill out your ESTA online, so it's a little bit different now. But the British Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, has said the common travel area will not be affected by the Brexit. So here are the details of how it works, right? So if you're living in the EU or non-EU, it's irrelevant, by the way, because remember, they're not part of the EU anymore. So if you're living outside Britain, with the exception of Ireland... You're basically to go to live in Britain or to work in Britain will be a points based system. Sorry, that kind of didn't come out properly. A points based system. Now, Pretty Patel, who is the Secretary of State uh, for the Home Department, kind of explains it a little bit. And I'll play a little bit of audio, it gives you an idea of what she's talking about. The purpose of this new system is to create a single global immigration system that the UK government is in control of. So, yes, we will bring overall numbers down by reducing the number of people with low skills coming to the United Kingdom, but also by ending freedom of movement through our exit from the European Union. We cannot simply just rely on low skill, low wage, low cost labour coming in from the EU, which we have become dependent upon through our membership of the European Union and through free movement of labour. Our approach to the points-based system is for the brightest and the best. It's for the high skills that we do need to be a highly productive, highly efficient and highly dynamic economy. This is a UK-wide system that we are announcing and proposing today. And that is why we will be applying our points-based system to the whole of the United Kingdom. And obviously, Scotland will equally benefit from having the brightest and the best come into their businesses, their universities, some of their high-skill sectors. And that is something that will benefit the Scottish economy, the whole of the United Kingdom economy, and obviously Scotland too. All right, so there you go. Well, there's the reason why they're doing it. But here's the way the point system works. If you want to go and work in the United Kingdom, you will have to have an offer of a job. By the way, there's a list of things that you get points for, right? But you get automatic 50 points in total for having these three things. Now, you must have these three things to go to the UK and work in the UK as and from the 1st of January, with no exceptions. You must have a job offer or an approved sponsor. In other words, somebody who is going to offer you a job and be sure of that job. You can't just go over there and be unemployed. You also, the job offer must be a required at a required skill level. In other words, it must be something that uh, a British person or somebody who's unemployed in Britain can't do. In other words, it can't be a job offer to work in a supermarket or it can't be a job offer to work, you know, in the retail sector or something that basically most people can do anyway. You can't go flipping burgers on a job offer. All right. And the final one, which has caused a bit of consternation today, is speak English. You must be able to speak English. Now, I'm assuming by that they mean that you must have a basic grasp of the English language. I'm assuming you don't have to be fully fluent in it, but you must have a working knowledge of the English language. In addition to that, there are other parts or other criteria that will get you points. Those three you must have. You can forget about it. You're not going over unless you have those three. 
There's also education level that gets you another 10 points. How your salary compares to the going rate for the field in which they wish to work. In other words, if you're being offered more money because you're a specialist at what you do, that will get you another 10 points. And if there's a shortage of workers in that field, so say, for example, construction is booming and they're short of construction workers and you happen to be a skilled bricky or plaster, well, then you get an extra 10 points for that as well. They will also allow 10,000 people per year to come in and work on farms. And that will be through the National Farmers Union, as they always do every year. They've increased that amount from 2,500 to 10,000, which allows for part-time workers in the UK during the summer. But you'll have to leave, obviously, once that's finished, and that will be managed to the Farmers Union. Now, a lot of people have had opinions of this throughout the day. There's some people that are saying, yep, it's a great idea. We should all do that. Now, Ireland can't do that. We can't stop the free movement of people because we live in Europe, uh, whereas Britain are not in Europe anymore. They can do pretty much what they want. It's their country, their borders. They can make the decisions. They don't have to get the go-ahead from anybody else. The one that has bothered people during the day and the one that I've noticed seems to be getting the most amount of reaction is speaking English. And I said today I thought it was a great idea. And, of course, we got a complaint to the radio station that I must be a racist because I said that. And the reason I said it was because I had an experience going back about two years ago where I went into a shop um, to get some food and I was trying to describe what I wanted and the person behind the counter had no idea what I was talking about because they couldn't speak English. The only thing they knew is what they had learned behind that particular counter. So outside of the script, so to speak, they had no idea what I was talking about. And that to me was very frustrating. When you don't have the English language in an English-speaking country like Ireland and England, unfortunately, you're very limited in the jobs you can do. Yes, you might get a job, you know, I suppose, in a hotel cleaning the pots and pans down the kitchen where nobody really needs to talk to you that much, or a job, you know, in a warehouse where, well, even then you might need to speak, have some level of English. But you are limited in the employment that you can get. Britain have had this problem for a long time, so much so that George Osborne many years ago said that he was stopping social welfare for people who wouldn't learn the language. You would be surprised how many people would come to an English-speaking country and would refuse to learn the language because culturally they don't want to learn it. They want to keep their own culture, keep their own language. And that's all well and good and very patriotic, but it doesn't serve you well in getting a job. So that's why they want to do it. And by suggesting that, Priti Patel has been called a racist, Boris Johnson has been called a racist, and I was called a racist today before suggesting it might have been a good idea. But I want to know if you disagree with me. So let's focus on that one thing, which is the language more so. Is it racist to request that an immigrant coming to your country can speak the language of the country fluently? Or in a reasonably well, you know, working knowledge of the language? Let me know what you think. The number is 087188008. You can WhatsApp or you can text. That's 087188008. All right. Uh, okay, Kevin Limerick says, racist again, for Christ's sake. You're getting a bit of a reputation, Niall. I thought you were a fascist, not a racist. That was the other night, Kev. I was a bigot the night before that as well. Let me know what you think. Um, that's 087188008. That's 087188008. Also, by the way, just to mention as well, that we're giving you a final opportunity tonight. Yes, you have your final opportunity. It's that time to go-go to Universal Orlando with United Airlines and Tour America. This is your last opportunity to get your name in the draw. PJ and Jim tomorrow morning are picking out a winner. You and three of your friends could be heading off to Orlando with Tour America and United Airlines. We'll be flying you over there into a brand new resort called the Endless Summer Resort and Universal Studios. You get tickets to Universal Studios, Islands of Adventure, and the water park as well, Volcano Bay, and you'll also get tickets to the Blue Man Group, and it's an amazing holiday for seven nights for you and three friends. All you got to do is listen out very carefully. At some point throughout the night, I'm going to play this. It's that time to go-go to Universal Orlando. When you hear that, not now, but when you hear it, all you got to do is text or WhatsApp the word WIN and your name to 087-188-0008. When you do that, we'll pick one person, bring them on the air, and you are in that draw. Jesus, Kev. Give it a break, will you? I haven't done it yet. <laughs> and Mary. And Shannon. And everybody else. I just said don't do it now. I've just said I'm giving you a listen to what it sounds like. Oh, I'm getting overexcited. All right, we'll do that probably. I'm going to give you... Look, I'll tell you when I'm going to do it. I'll be fair to you tonight. I'm going to do it at about 10 to 10. All right? So that you can get your phones ready. Your cut and paste and whatever you do. 
All right, getting back to the topic. Is it racist to expect immigrants or people who come to a country to speak the national language of the country? In our case, English. Is that racist? Tom, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Tom? Evening, Niall. How are you? Tom, I mean, there's a whole point system here. We could discuss the whole system. I think most of it makes pretty much common sense. Um, but it, it, to speak the language, is, is that a bit racist? Because the argument is, and we did get a message. We got a message from somebody. I want you to listen to this message. And it says, Niall, okay. that immigration plan by Boris is completely racist. They are putting way too many barriers up for people who simply want to go to the UK for a better life. There are nurses, doctors, career, uh, carers, all people who contribute. Many of these people tend to go to a country and learn the English language as they're there. They may not have the best facilities in their home country to learn the English language to an acceptable level. Therefore, they move to the country and learn the language uh, by actually being in the midst of those who speak it. Um, it is completely discriminatory. But you know, look, we have a similar system here. If you want to come in from a foreign country, we'll say, like, a, I don't know, Pakistan or someplace, India or someplace like that, they have to complete what they call an IELTS exam, which is an English-based exam, and they have to have, I think, a score of 5.5 upwards or something like that. I don't know the exact score. I don't know why people are surprised. This did say in 2016 that they were going to tighten up their borders. It was the same with Trump. Everyone thought it wasn't going to happen. So they, they are following through. John, like Johnson and Nass, he's only following through on the mandate he was given by the people. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't have any effect on us because we're under this common travel area, which is in... in, in well, it does, as, long as, as long as you're an Irish citizen, it does have effect yeah. on people who live here who are not Irish citizens, yeah. which look, is 14% we, look, of the population, by the way. Look, everyone knew Johnson, once he got in, he was going to railroad this through because, he, like him or not, He's carrying out a mandate from people. Everyone's going to come up and say, we didn't know what we were voting on in 2016, this, that, and the other. That's a lot of hogwash. Look, at the end of the day, politicians will tell you so much. It's down to yourself to research what you're voting on as well. Do you know where I'm coming from? Mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing. You, you said there, I, I was on with you there, spoke 12 months ago, you spoke with an immigration guy when he just retired. And I think he said something like 70 or 80 percent of the cases he dealt with were false. Yep. Now, let's separate this now. We have to be quite careful in this, okay? With someone coming into a country, especially the UK, under this proposed new um, immigration legislation, that does not affect anyone that's coming in on a refugee status thing. People have got to get this much separated because that's what's going to be the next. Yeah, but but, from, but Britain from now Middle. doesn't have the same obligation that no, we would, that we would have, and Europeans and, have to take yeah, in refugees. Well, look, do you know something? Thereafter, deciding to go it alone, I think myself, uh, the next two or three years is going to be tough for them. But I think in the long run, they're going to. Be, I think that it, I think it's going to be a positive for them because the bureaucracy with Europe at the moment is a joke. Now, the origins of the EU when it was a, an, a European economic area. Yeah, great idea for free trade of, you know, free trade between countries. It's a, it's a great idea, but I, we're heading constantly heading towards a federal federal state of Europe or something like that. And that's not going to work because there's too many barriers there with countries with different traditions, different cultures. It's just not going to work. And I would I would imagine Europe will be implored within the next fifteen to twenty years at the way things are going. I, do, I don't personally believe the European model is working as well as it should. No, it's, and, it's and, and I think one or if, if other, two, I mean, if Italy pull out, which is a possibility, uh, and if one or two other major countries pull out, it's doomed. Look, I, I can give you the example, for example, and I know it myself, my wife is from Poland. Over the last few years, Poland has turned against the EU in a lot of ways. But the way, you is, is your wife an Irish citizen? Yep. Okay. All right, okay, because I was going to say that would cause you a problem going to the UK now. <laughs> Who said it was a problem? No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying if your wife was, if your wife was still a Polish citizen. No, no, the wife is Irish, so was, uh, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Um, and what you call it, like she's here, what, 14 years? Yeah. We're married, 10, so do you know what I mean? You're not going to get much more Irish than what she is. No, 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 but I'm just saying there's a lot of people, you know, in in Ireland. And by the way, there's going to be a lot of people in the UK very worried about this because a lot of people who are living in the UK are people who are Europeans and they're they're working on a non-UK passport. They're going to have to, I don't know what way that works for them. What's going to happen now is the EU are going to rebottle this, okay? They are going to come back with with a rebottle on this. And that's going to affect, uh, we'll say, the expats living in the likes of Spain as well. I think that's going to—that's where the EU is going to come back and bite with. 
with the likes of, you know, the European medical medical card or whatever. Yes, because of course it, it plays both ways. You've got UK and citizens working around way, Europe. So, yes, yeah. And I believe, look, come here, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Yes, yeah, so no, if I mean, you're a UK citizen living in Ireland, yeah. well, actually, no, not Ireland, because obviously we've received common travel area. But if you, but if you're, yeah, but if you're living that, in Spain and you're a UK yeah. citizen, you now got to be concerned. Well, look, well you're going to have to apply for a Spanish passport. Well, you see, the old adage is now for every action, there's a reaction. You know, and that's that's where the, like, the expat community in Spain and in France is, it's a large community from the UK. That's of course, yeah. Yep. So, like, you know, the EU is going to come back with that. And, I'd say this Immigration Act thing that they're trying to bring in will be watered down to a certain degree. But I, d- I don't think so. Pretty Patel seems pretty mm. clear about what they're trying to do. They don't want people coming in. Basically, mm. what she's basically saying is we don't want people coming to Britain and claiming social welfare. That, that's more or less what she's saying. That's because, their yeah, because you have to have a job now and an occupation that will earn you €30,000 minimum. Minimum. Now, I lived in Poland for a few years, okay? Yeah. Uh, Great country. I can see why so many left. Okay, now it has improved over the last few years, but I can see why so many left. And a lot of, would say, Paulists that have come here, better be careful, she could be listening. <laughs> they've made a great contribution to the country. I think they've, I think of all the nationalities that had come in. They're a hard working community, there's no doubt about They have, that. and they've been the best ones to integrate into yes. our society. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't have a case where someone comes in from whatever country, whether it's A or B and doesn't speak English. You can't have that. How are you going to react in a situation if it's an emergency situation, someone's injured, and they're in a hospital in the camp? Well, not only that, how are you going to get a job, realistically? Well, this is it. Like, you know, look, you at know. the end of the day, we've, the country here is being a bit of a soft touch. Now, I'm not going to come on about the homeless crisis, which is a national disgrace, but I'm not going to go, how is the Irish force this, that, the other? That's an entirely separate debate. But what I'm saying here is, if you want to come into the country, do you know what it was said to me a few years ago? Um... A mate of mine said it to me when he went to Australia and he got in with, he married an Australian girl. Solid finest, loves it over there, he'll never come back. He was told in his first job, welcome to Australia. It's a simple thing. Fit in or fuck off. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. You might like it, but do you know something? It was honest. I'm looking, okay, I'm looking at somebody says obviously uh, one is not willing to if one is not willing to learn the common language of the host country they have set up shop in well then they don't really want to integrate uh, they're racist themselves they're biting the hand that feeds them just send them back it's called the fifth column another person says that the UK leaving the EU makes no difference to its obligations to refugees as this is governed by the United Nations as Stephen and Ballinclash. Um, I do understand that, Stephen, but I did read the other day that the obligations that the EU will impose on European countries in relation to the amount of asylum seekers one must take uh, will be affected by that. Now, Stephen, you can, rec- you can correct me on that if I'm wrong. Yeah, the numbers are going to be increased. Well, I, I, well, I know, for example, it, well, not of asylum seekers, but temporary workers, say, working on farms, which would be quite common yeah. for farm people, they have increased the numbers, as far as I know, from 2,500 up to 10,000, uh, which will allow for the fact that, obviously, they don't let in unskilled workers, or they won't be letting in unskilled workers anymore. But stay there for a second, please, Tom, if you can. Yeah. Let me go to Darren. Darren, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Darren? I know, I don't know. Darren, this point based system, by the way, this is not unique. You know, places like, as far as I know, Canada and Australia have a yeah. point-based system. <laughs> Yeah, we lived in Canada for a number of years and to be able to get work visas and to be able to get through immigration, we actually had to do an English test. Um, so a listening, reading, writing and speaking test mm-hmm. um, to be able to integrate. And everybody has to go through the same process, which means that there's no unfair treatment of anybody. Um, it means everybody has to have the same process. Now, that gentleman, I think it was Tom mentioned, the refugee piece is a completely different piece. And then also in Canada... Um, there's different streams, so you can come in as a skilled worker, you can come in as a highly requested um, uh, role, so things like technicians or electricians or engineers are, are highly sought after, so you go in under a different stream, and you might get more points for that job. Yeah, of course, so but that, I, that's what they're saying here, the job offer yeah. is at a requested required skill level. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so and, and what, what, like, I'm not politically minded at all or driven or any of that sort of stuff, but as, as you mentioned, um, they're trying to make sure that nobody's coming in and um, I suppose living off social welfare and Canada do exactly the same thing and I have to say I think it makes lots of sense although I don't necessarily agree with someone that's speaking is having to do an English test if everybody has the same process well then nobody's unfairly treated so for someone to say it's racist it's actually completely opposite it means that everybody has the same process 
See, in, in Ireland, you can come from Poland or Estonia yeah. or whatever it is and not have a word of English and still come to Ireland because we're part of the European Union. They, know, the things, they no longer have to do that anymore. And some of the things that people give out about here are certainly when Ireland started to become more multiculturally diverse, people started to give out about the fact that this person doesn't understand what I'm saying. Cause well, they well, it is frustrating. It is. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not going to be politically correct about it. There's nothing worse than, say, ringing a company. Now, a lot of the companies, mind you, we, we know have their help desks or support desks outside of Ireland because it's cheaper. But you ring up and some guy in there or girl on the other end of the phone hasn't a clue what you're saying to them. It is quite frustrating. Yeah, and I suppose there's the other piece that having different cultures and having different languages makes a place a lot more interesting. It certainly made Ireland a lot more diverse. But I, I have to say, I'd love to tell you I was disagreeing with Tom, but I'm not. I'm fully, I'm fully in agreement Okay, but what, what about the argument? And somebody sent us in a complaint into the radio station today, right? But, but, but in their complaint, they also, and I read out that paragraph earlier on that said, you know that, for example, there are doctors, nurses, carers, all people yeah. who will contribute. Many of these uh, tend to go to a country and learn the English language while they're immersed in it. You know, in other words, that sometimes people might come to Ireland, might not have good English, but they're here a few months, and after a few months, they, they pick up the language. That it's not that they're being discriminated against. Sorry, Tom, go ahead. In most cases, these people would have some sort of foundation English in their system. They'd have to. It was the nurse or a doctor, like, for anyone to say that a nurse or a doctor coming in here without some basic or medical English or something like that, that's a load of bullshit. Because basically, how are they going to treat people then if they're here in the hospitals? Do you know what I mean? That's a fallacy. That's that's just that's just a, another smoke screen by the by the fucking PC. And even it. and even and even at that point, yeah. Tom, I think the other piece of it is that again, just to go back to the whole point, if everybody yeah. has the same process and the same system, then yeah. nobody's yeah. being unfairly treated. And yes, there might be some people that learn the language and they come here, but unfortunately, yeah. it's part of the process to come into. Yeah. I agree with you. Put everyone in the same. Fo- and that way then no one can say this, that and the other. Like they haven't come out and said that it's going to apply to this group or that group. This is a blanket thing. No, we're lucky in the sense that we've got the common travel thing with them because of the the history or whatever, whatever yes, you want to call it. Yes, because it predates the yeah. membership, yes. So like we're okay. But X, Y and Z, go on there. If you're coming in, look, I've no issue. Welcome. If you can speak the English, if you can speak the language and you got a job, yeah, happy days. Off you go. Okay, by the way, some of the text quite and will somebody says here, will the EU stop non skilled British people who don't speak, for example, German, Spanish or Polish going to those countries to work as many students and people do? Well, I I'm assuming those countries, be it Germany or Spain or Poland they have their own rules because remember, of course, uh, Britain will be a non-EU country. So you will be treated as a non-EU citizen uh, yeah. when you're going to Germany. But mind you, it's a different argument in relation to Germany because most Germans speak English as well as yeah. speaking German. And the same goes probably for Spain, France, not so much. Uh, but there are a lot of countries where, you know, although their, their first language will be their own, their second language is English. Whereas here in Ireland and the UK, we only have the one language. Yeah. You know, well, our, well, well you, could ar- you could argue that we have Irish. Sorry, I, I, I should really say that in case somebody whines at me. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know anybody who speaks fluent Irish no, personally. Stop, that. stop it there, because I guarantee you, the phone, the phone thing's going to light up. There was, a great, there was a great short movie years ago. I remember I was in the cinema. I know they, they show the shorts every now and again. You know, it's made by the Irish Film Centre or whatever happens to it, right? But I, there was a, a movie. And it was based in China. And there was this little Chinese guy. And he was about 16. And yeah. he became obsessed with Ireland. He started watching Irish television. Oh, it was in the pub. Yeah. yeah and and uh, he decided he'd learn to speak Irish because he wanted to go to Ireland. So he spent the next four years of his life studying the Irish language, right? I know. And then he, you see him getting on the plane and he's saying goodbye to his parents and he has his green jersey on him and everything. And he arrives in Ireland, gets into a taxi and starts speaking Irish and nobody understands a yeah, word he says. At, I remember the ad, watching McCollum that was in Killing the Scully was the fella that was... Yeah, and he went into a shop and nobody yeah. could help him because nobody understood what he was talking about. Yeah. And he had perfect that? Irish... Now, look, we have to look at it logically, okay? Everyone, look, people thought the UK wouldn't go. They thought it was going to be stalled the ball. But look, whether you like it or not. No, I, knew, I knew it was going to go. Yeah. Helena owes me 50 quid. Yeah. I put a 50 quid bet on with her two years yeah. ago. It was going to happen. They're, they're, but they're gone. And what they do now, I would, look, do you know something? I wish them the best of luck. Anyone that's going to go it alone like that, best of luck. And I would hope people, they are going to suffer in the, in, in the short term. I believe they are until these, like, they're expecting the silver bullet of a trade deal from the EU. 
Devin the hope again. Now, not when you have the likes of Radcliffe there. No, well they get, get well they get good trade deals from China when it recovers. They will, yeah, uh, you, mind you, this whole Chinese situation, by the way, lads, is becoming extremely uh, volatile uh, economically because I know yeah. obviously the virus is a big, the coronavirus is a big problem. But I don't know whether you've even seen the videos that are going around of deserted streets in Wuhan and places like that. I and saw Apple. what they're. Yeah, some of the big companies like Apple are not taking yeah. orders from next month onwards because they've no way of getting the phones out of China. Well, look, do you know something? This is where humanity comes before consumerism. Yeah, you know I, I absolutely, I understand. But it is going to be... I, what I said to somebody today is, uh, sadly, over 1,000 people have died so far and over whatever, yeah. 130, 140,000 people have got the virus. That we know about. But, my, but mind you, the mortality rate is dropping. Uh, which is yeah. a, g- a good thing, which means more people are surviving it uh, than at the yeah. start, right? But in saying that, I think more people will die indirectly from the economic problems that, that it'll create. Oh, they probably will, but you see now, look, uh, that didn't want to be heard, have been saying for the last year and a half that a, a drop in the economy is coming anyway. Mm-hmm. They oh. have been saying it. Like, you know, that's how, that's how you... Like, you have quantitative easing going on globally at the moment where money has been printed and pumped into the system, okay? So what's needed now is, is a downturn to return some value to money. There is no value in money at the moment with the amount that's, that's in circulation through quantitative easing. Yeah, no, I remember watching a documentary all about how we put money into the system and take it back out and create recessions on purpose, etc., etc. It's all part of the economic merry-go-round. Stay there for a second, Tom, if you can. Let me get back to the topic. Patrick, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Patrick? Not too bad, how are you? Good, Patrick. I mean, this points-based system, you know, everything on it makes sense, but some people believe the, the English-speaking part, which, by the way, will be mandatory, because uh, that, that's part of the 50 points, not the 70 points, that that part is a bit racist. Is it? No, I I do believe that in order to actually assimilate, a word knowledge of the English language would be important mm-hmm. because it, it'd be pointless going and trying to make a life for yourself and your family if you can't actually assimilate. Well, it would be, wouldn't it? Well, if you if you can't assimilate. So, but I suppose with the point system. Now, I was listening to the show earlier, and I I think there was mentioned. Uh, your your line is breaking up a little bit, Patrick. Are you holding your phone properly in your hand there? It's just it's going going and coming. Sorry, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go. Sorry about that. You were listening to the show earlier and somebody said that the the salary would be an unskilled worker would be classed under twenty five K. Well thirty thousand euro, twenty five thousand six hundred pounds sterling. Thirty thousand euro, yeah. No. Don't get me wrong. Like that's reasonable request, but now, somebody throw, throw up figures now, whether they're right or not. They're, they were talking about how, say, a care worker might only earn 20000 Well, you won't be allowed in if that's the case, because that, yeah. that, this is a mandatory qualification that you must have a job earning 25000 or you will not qualify for entry. Well, it, it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like, but I suppose with certain jobs, they're going to be on request. Yeah, because you're right, because what about a trainee nurse, for example, or a doctor, exactly. a trainee doctor who will be only on, you know, they'll be on less than that, I'm assuming, as a, as a third year trainee or something like that. Yeah. I it, surely imagine so. Yeah, yeah. And if, if it's something like here, they are short of, they are short of people to work. Mm-hmm. Like, now, this is going off on a tangent, but the healthcare system, no more than here, I don't think it would be all that great. And they are going to be in need of doctors and nurses where their salary might not even be to that well, I think extent. It, I think it's going to be of great benefit to Irish trainees, by the way, who'll be able to go over there in abundance now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're going to lose even more of them probably yeah, to the UK. Hang on, hang on, Tom. Sorry, hang on, Tom. Go, sorry, you continue what you're saying, Patrick. So, but, but, no, uh, no, he can continue. Go on. Yeah, to, go ahead, Tom. This is uh, another problem that we've got coming down the road is we're educating uh, high-quality staff for export. And we've got to tackle this. And this, like, look, being honest, we train some of the best medical people in, in globally, I believe. Yeah. And yes, when they qualify, they just 
Good well, looking, thanks. Four out of every five, I believe, are gone. I, I believe that anyone in the, entering the medical thing, and this is probably going to spark off something, I believe that they yeah. should have a student loan or else... I said exactly the same thing, Tom, two weeks ago. I'm sorry. No, you're taking the wind out of my sails. I said the same thing. They must stay here for at least five years or they have to pay the loan back. Well, look, if someone's offended by that, you know, tough. But I'm looking at this purely as an angle. We have a crumbling health service, okay? And we're educating... People that go to Dubai, so, and, yeah, who, and, you know, who 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 use the education we're paying for as taxpayers yeah, and best to, look to, to, to do it somewhere Dubai. else. Yeah, but no, no, you're right. you're right. Yeah. And by the way, that's a whole different topic. I got I get into that about two weeks ago. Yeah, and I said what I said was we should actually instead of them having to pay four grand a year to mm. go to college to be a nurse, we should give it to them for free. And give, give them a and, yeah, and, give, and give them a loan and say to them, there you go, it's all yours for free. It's worth about 30 grand or whatever it's worth. And I'll tell you what, if you stay here for five years, you don't have to pay us back. But if you leave the country within five years, we want the money back. Yeah, or a portion to the ratio that you work. Yeah, I, I, I would I agree. don't see anything wrong with that. No, that will encourage people to stay here. At least give us some, uh, you know, get a bit of value for money, taxpayers' money. Oh, no, but that's a whole different ballgame. Sorry, Patrick, getting back to speaking English. It does have an effect. If you had something like that in the UK, for example, where nurses are leaving the healthcare system over there to go abroad. If you had Not as many. Like that, not as many are leaving the UK. Many, yeah. Not as many. But as an example, you could use that analogy over there, which would take further pressure off the system of having to bring in outside staff. Okay, but yeah, okay, but getting Patrick, getting back to the language. What about you know the idea that you have to speak you know a working a knowledge of the language? Well, in in reality, right? Like you mentioned earlier, you, you went into a shop, and the person besides the basic script of "There's your change" and "How can I help yeah. you?" They didn't even know what you're on about. Yeah. How can we? Right. Say yes. The second generation would probably grow up with a working knowledge of English. But how can you actually assimilate and be part of the community and enrich society? Well, the argument is, the argument is when you're trying to encourage diversity that somebody will come to a country and they may be a skilled person but get an unskilled job, maybe working in a shop with bad because they've bad English. And after, say, six months, they improve their English so much because they're dealing with customers every day. Well, I... I, I would disagree, mm-hmm. right? Because at the same time, if you're going to... See, I've been to... I've been to France. Yeah. Right? A lot of people can be ignorant even if you ask them to speak English. So I went there with a working knowledge of French. I had to learn French before I could actually do anything because... Though people could speak English, they were somewhat arrogant toward your request to speak English. So they have the philosophy of, you came here, you speak French. This is a, I don't. It happens to me before. And, and they yeah. always say when you go to France that if you get into a taxi or whatever it is, if you make some effort to speak French, they will respect mm-hmm. you a lot more than making no yeah. effort. I think that's fair because you know, I, I always used to thought it was strange. I, I know it's because we're tourists. We go to Spain and we expect them to speak English to us. No Spanish person comes to Ireland and expects us to speak Spanish to them. So it, we are, it, there, there is a little bit of, I suppose, you know, we are being slightly assholes to be going to other countries and expecting them to speak our language. Now, I know it, we're tourists, and that's what tourism does, but, but you know what I mean? I get yeah. it. All right, but stay there for a second. Let me just go to Ivan, you're on Classic Kids. Could I, you take me up? Hang on, I just want to put Ivan there. Ivan, go ahead. Yes, hi, how are you? Good, Ivan, how are you doing? You are from uh, Bosnia. Bosnia-Herzegovina, yes. Okay, and um, when did you come here, by the way? Can I ask you when you came to Ireland? Uh, early 2015. All oh, right, okay, because I know a lot of people from Bosnia came here many years ago, many, many years ago when there was trouble, obviously, in, yes, in Bosnia. Yes, in, in trouble times. Yes, okay. But, but Ivan, what about this? Have you, are you an Irish citizen now? Uh, no. Not okay, yet. so you can't go to, the, when this comes in, you won't be able to go to the UK and work, unless you're an Irish citizen, of course, then you would. But you won't be able to go to the UK and work, uh, because, well, unless you fill the criteria. <laughs> Yeah, it's a tough criteria, <laughs> you know. Well, it I mean, is, your your English will be fine, probably, but you know. 
Yeah, but look, when it comes to, to English, like, I really think that's not racist. I think that should be, like, bare minimum for at least two different reasons. First of all, English is really easy language to learn. Probably the easiest language of all of the European languages. And if you go to any other country, like, you can't even apply to job in Germany without speaking German or Italy, French, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, so that really isn't racist. Yeah, it it, it, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Because otherwise right, you would have people coming over here with not much chance of getting a job. Yes. Well, the UK, and, should I say. Yeah. Yes. And to be honest with you, like me as an immigrant, I'm also annoyed just by daily struggle trying to order a coffee from somebody who can't speak a word of English. Okay. And, <laughs> you know, and, stuff like that. I, and did you learn English in school? Uh, not really. I actually learned English just from watching TV, playing okay. games. <laughs> watching Friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and when you came to Ireland, did you was your English as good as it is now, or was it pretty bad? Uh, I'd say it was on the same level. But the thing was, when I moved to Ireland, like I was expecting, okay, you know, they're speaking English. But the thing is, <laughs> I moved to Cork, and the first person I met was from West Cork, and I couldn't understand the word. So. <laughs> All so right, bye. Thing. How are you doing, bye? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I find it difficult to hit, listen to some people around this country, yeah, by the way, not I just know. Cork. <laughs> so my problem was just to adjust to all the different accents here, but like yeah. my English was fine, yeah, when I moved here. Okay, so do you have any, would you have any problem with any other part of the point system, or do you think the whole system is fair, that you must have a job earning 30 grand a year euro? Uh, you must have a required skill level. It must be a job. You get points then as well for having a job that a British person can't do. Um, they would be quite standard stuff if you're going to Canada or you're going to America or Australia. So uh, is that is it fair? Well, it is and it isn't. I mean, there definitely should be some kind of system, but this one that they propose seems kind of a bit too tough. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a lot of people will, you know, Matter those criteria. People, people aren't going to meet that criteria anyway. And like, so some, so I've heard something that it should be a phased in thing. There's never a good time to bring in something like this. And I presume when Canada brought in something like this, I don't know how long they have it. Or Australia, there was controversy more or less the same again. There's never a good time when you actually go change on an open immigration system. Do you know, which yeah, is no. what, which is what we have with the EU with the freedom of movement. It is going to affect people. But at the end of the day, the people of the UK took a democratic vote, whether we like it or not, you know, and we have this whole thing with the Northern Ireland thing. And my view is, uh, like, we had this thing, you had Sajid Khan saying, well, London voted to stay in, you're glad's up the north, and we voted to stay in. And so did the the Scottish as well, of course. No, but the thing is, now, when you voted in that referendum, you, but the minute you put your ex, either yes or no, you gave your consent saying that you were going to respect the will that it was a UK-wide referendum and the result would be respected. So you can't have this way and that way. Like, we've got mm-hmm. problems coming down the road with the border here anyway, ourselves. And I, t- I think that's just going to be a mess, I think. Well, I, I think it's going to be a huge mess. By the way, Ivan, so can I ask how old you are? Uh, I'm 33 years old. Okay, so well, okay, so well, you well, you would have been around, I suppose, for the War of Independence as well, wouldn't you? For uh, well, when did that finish? 1992, was it? Uh, uh, well, it kind of well, it kind of lasted till probably 1995, the Bosnian yeah, War. It yeah, 1995. Yeah. And we, what did you not want to leave at that stage? I mean, were you tempted to get out of there at that stage? Mm, well, we did, but it was uh, impossible. Hmm. Okay, okay. Because the town where we've been was uh, under the siege for like almost three years. Right, and what was that like? <laughs> Tough. Hell, hell yeah. on earth. <laughs> My gosh. I, because I, I remember the time following it in the news at the time, and, and it was, God, it was awful to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. It was really interesting to see like all the support from from your little country during that time. I remember that really well. Yeah, many, many people came here at the time to Ireland uh, under the refugee programme. And this is just, well, I suppose before the Republic uh, proclaimed the independence in 1990. Remember, was it 1992 they proclaimed independence, wasn't it? And, uh, yeah, I think so. And then the war, of course, followed that then up to 1995. 
Um, and that was well, but when the worst part of it happened, I suppose, you know. Yeah. Well, you're still with well, us. You're still with us, Ivan. That's the main thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we stayed back then, and then we moved after the, you know, independence and everything. But like our country is completely economically destroyed. So. And how is it now? Has, I mean, obviously you've got still got friends, or you've got maybe family back home. No, it's even worse than '92. It's worse economically it's worse. now. It's economically, so it's not recovering at all. Oh, Everything's yeah. going backwards there. Okay, and and who's what government are in there now at the moment? Uh, just nationalist parties and like stuff like that. Okay, all right. Worst okay. Of the worst. okay, I must do a bit more reading about it. All right, stay there for a second. Let me go to Matthew. Matthew, you're on Classic Kids. Hey, you, Matthew. What are you? Uh, Ivan, you know, who's here from Bosnia, he believes it's a fair system um, that, you know, you do have to have a working knowledge of a language. Do you think it's a fair system? Uh, yes and no. Just because I can I can see from my perspective, when I arrived to Ireland 14 years ago, I couldn't say a single word. How long, how so, long ago was that? 14 years ago? 14 years. Okay. Yeah, so, and I went to work next day. So, uh, in fairness, that wasn't really special work because I was only working in the uh, craft cleaning company. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, so where, where are you from, Matthew, originally? From Poland. Oh, okay. All right, okay. So, I I think if uh, you said they're they, they going to allow 10,000 people to work for farmers. Yeah, for well, yeah, every year. Now, that'll be temporary. You'll be kind of kicked out after the summer season, yes. probably. That's that's what I mean. So there is some kind of work where your language isn't really important. Your hand is more important than your language. So, uh, But those jobs are limited. You know, I mean, even in the simplest jobs, you know, be it working in a takeaway or working, you know, in retail, you still have to have in, a knowledge in, of the language. In, in, the, in the company which I'm working here right now, uh, I'm I'm professional driver. And... Uh, I can see how many drivers doesn't speak English at all. And I don't think that's a good idea. But uh, because if something happens on the road, they need to know how to explain, make a phone call, things like this. Yes. But from, from the different perspective, they can easily drive in Ireland without, uh, without, uh, the, uh, without speaking the English. Mm-hmm. So, but, but I mean, and, I suppose the UK, they, they can do pretty much what they want now. They, they're not under the control of Europe, so they can make whatever rules they want for everybody. And whether you're EU or non-EU, it doesn't matter. You're treated the same way now going into Britain. You know, so I mean, the, the rest of the rules that they have, does it seem fair to you that you have to have a job earning uh, 30,000 a year euro? Um, you have to have a required skill, a job that is required a skill. In other words, you can't just, you know, say I have a job working at McDonald's. You know? But we all, but we all know how many drivers. Let's, I'm, I'm talking about the drivers because I'm, I'm always listening about the shortage of drivers. And what, what do you drive, by the way? A bus, truck? What uh, do you want to drive? Taxi. Arctic. What? Arctic. Oh, Arctic. an articulated lorry. Okay. So if they they are short of hundred thousand of drivers, professional drivers, and if they're gonna stop apply new drivers uh, coming into to UK, they're gonna be in trouble. So they're gonna have to lift the uh, English points just to allow more more drivers to come in. Well, it does say that there are exceptions to this. Um, and well, no, not exceptions, but there's 20 points where there is a shortage of workers in the field. In other words, if, if so, yeah, yeah, you yeah, spoke about drivers. Shortage so, of drivers. Then, yeah. Okay. So, then the, so you get you get 20 points for that, but that still doesn't mean that you ha- you can't speak English because, according to them, the first three on the list, which is have a job, uh, a job offer requiring a skill, and speaking English, are mandatory. They're not. That that's it does give you 50 points. They're mandatory, and you must have one of the other three or four that are listed on the, on the I list. I would like to know what the mandatory mean. What does uh, it actually mean? It means you really must have, have it. But I mean, it's the same. Yeah, if I want to go to America, I've got to have an offer of a job. I have to be able to speak English. Um, well, actually, I don't know whether English is a requirement in America. It is in Australia and Canada. I know that. Um, but may, maybe not in America. I don't know. But I must have a job, and I must that job must be a job that can't be done by an American person. So I must have a particular skill. 
you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm just wondering about the level of English which is required to... Well, I, I, imagine it's a work, I imagine it's a working knowledge. I don't think they'd expect you to, have, to be fluent, but they'd expect you to have a working knowledge. I mean, I know the British Secretary there, of uh, the Home Secretary, going back five years ago, George, oh no, he was the Minister for Finance, so to speak, uh, five years ago, he said that he was cutting off social welfare for people who didn't speak English if they didn't take Perfect. lessons. It should be exactly the same in here. Because he said there was no point. He said there, there was no point in them being there because they were, they were limited in the amount of jobs they could get. I'm sure he was from the right-wing party, isn't he? Well, I don't, I don't know. I think he was actually a Tory. I'm not too, I, he was a Tory. I think he was George Osborne, yeah. All right. I mean, Ivan, did you, did you, do you remember that story, you know? I do kind of remember seeing that somewhere, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, do you, do, you, do you think that's a bad idea? Now, don't get me wrong. He wasn't just going to say to somebody, let's say you're not getting your dole anymore because you can't speak English. What he was saying was, we're going to send you for English lessons, and unless you go and learn English, we're not giving you the dole anymore. Well, yeah. That also like, makes sense because he, I mean, it sounds tough, but it makes sense, you know. <laughs> well, it does, because it opens up the job Make market a bit, doesn't it? Make exactly. Yeah. It does open up the job market. Let me just go to Jude. Um, I've got, how many more callers have to go to? Oh, one, two more. Okay, all right, okay. Let me just go to Jude. Jude, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jude? Not bad at all, no. Jude, I mean, these requirements for Great Britain, uh, as and from next January, are, are they okay? Is there anything, do you see anything wrong with them? I don't, I don't, because unlike Ireland... Britain, as you said, has complete sovereignty over its borders and its employment laws and whatever. And that's great. And I do think that if you have, if you're on a job that requires you to speak language, to communicate, English is very important. You have to be able to speak it in your job. Yeah. I, I understand that. But I think on some level here, there's an, there seems to be an awful lot of hypocrisy coming from certain Irish people or a certain, uh, you know, part of society because of, of laziness. Because they have some, most Irish people expect go or expect people to learn English when they come over here, that's great. But many of the Irish people working abroad, do many of them don't go to other countries that don't speak English. They usually go to America, Australia, Canada, you know. Yes. They're, they're not too bothered. About, they only go to a country that they can speak an English because they couldn't be bothered or don't want to learn it. Right. But they expect people to come over here and speak English. Do you know what I mean? I know. I'm, well, I did mention earlier on, even when we go on holidays, we expect the Spanish to speak English. Yeah, you know, it, it, yeah, it is a bit ridiculous. That's it's just actually quite insulting. You know, and you know, but I also think you speak English in a job that requires you work in a shop, or if you work in an office, or if you work in sales, you speak English. Yes, but I think if you're on your downtime, recreational time, people moan about other people speaking their own time. But, he, but here's their own time. I mean, and here's how bad we are as English people. If I went to Poland or Bosnia or whatever it is, right? And, of course, I can't speak Polish, and I certainly can't speak any other language as well. I, I could do a little bit of French, and that's about it, right? But I would be standing there, you know, talking to, um, for example, I, I was talking there a few minutes ago to um, Ivan, right? And I'd be standing there talking to Ivan in his own country in Bosnia going, can you point me to... <laughs> so I would be speaking in broken English, thinking he might be able to understand me, now pretending that he didn't understand me, that he might be able to understand me. That's how bizarre this whole situation when it comes to the English language is. We expect other people to comply with it. That's Whereas he wouldn't exactly. come over here. Sorry, Ivan, what's what's the, the native language in Bosnia? What is three? It's, it's Bosnian. But I mean, we're talking about the English language. English language is like the most common language. It is second language in the world and I understand so, that but still yeah. you wouldn't come here Ivan and come over to me and start going in Bosnian whatever, <laughs> can you show me directions whatever it is in Bosnian <laughs> and expect me to understand a word I was saying to you but we have this yeah. arrogance the English speakers have this arrogance around the world that we expect other people to understand us. Well I wouldn't call that an arrogance just because of the fact that it's the second most spoken language in the world so yeah, everybody thinks it's the first, by the way. Chinese is the most spoken language in yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah but, they, but English is the most acceptable language, a widely acceptable language in the world. Uh, okay, but, so Jude, you think oh, it, this is all pretty good? you accept it? you think it's fine? I think it's fine, especially because Britain has sovereignty. Anyone in Ireland who expects the same sort of thing would be delusional to think that we could even do those steps because we are, we are um, required by EU law to obey their law. Oh, no, well, of course, we can't do this. Unless we leave Europe, we can't do this, no. Yeah. I know, I have no and I know there's loads of nationalists in this country who would love this. They would love Ireland to have rules like this. 
Yeah, but can't. They're dreaming. Pipe dreams. Can't. Yeah, well, unless we leave, unless we leave Europe. Yeah, as long as we're back road by Europe, it's a pipe dream. Forget about it. And actually, we do need foreign workers coming over here. The more, the more, the merrier. Well, we do, we do need foreign workers, skilled workers, and diversity is a good thing for a country as long as people are skilled. But we don't need people coming to Ireland and going on the dole. Oh, no, it's for people who work. I don't yeah. mean economic migrants. I know anyone who hasn't got a job is not willing to come into this country and work. If they're not, if they're not, um, if they're not a refugee, get rid of them. They're not, we've enough of our own. We have enough unemployment Enough people want to sit in their bums all day Okay we'll stay there for a second Let me go to Mohammed. Mohammed, you're on Classic Kids How you doing Mohammed? Hi good, after, uh, good, good evening uh, Niall How are you? Good Mohammed. I mean this is going to be bad news For a lot of people Who wanted to go to the UK To work as and from next year Because now they're not going to be able to go Unless they fit this criteria I, I think this is a great thing Like because you see A lot of people Do get exploited Over this issue Because they 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 come to the country thinking that they'll they'll learn the language over in the country. For example, here in Ireland, I see I because I'm from Pakistan, you see, and I know a lot of guys like you know when they came from Pakistan, they they couldn't understand or speak any of the English, so they get exploited very easily. And we live in a world where you need information, you know, like to get jobs and all mm. that stuff. And by the way, so did I, you learn English in Pakistan? You did. I I did, yeah, I did, yeah. I, but does I, every, I mean, in Pakistan in general, do most kids learn English? Well, if you, that depends. If you live in the city like Lahore, Karachi, Islamabad, Islamabad, the big cities, you know, most of the people would be able to understand you. In speaking terms, I wouldn't say that everybody could understand you, but in the, in the big cities, they, they, they understand, but they can't really speak English. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I just got, I had a job. I was working with an American company. That's how I came to learn English very quickly. Okay, okay. So, are you, don't, were you working in the tech industry? Uh, no, no. I was uh, in a call center. Oh, okay, okay. A call center. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, well, you would learn English pretty quickly when you're dealing with people on the, exactly, on the exactly, end of a telephone. Yeah. But as I said earlier on, Mohammed, for example, if you're ringing an Irish company's support line and you have yeah. some guy, Mohammed, in Pakistan, and he yeah. does, and all, the only thing he knows in English is the script he has in front of him, and you have a yeah. different problem, it can be very frustrating. Yeah, you know, there's still, no more than when you, if you couldn't speak good English and you rang an English exactly. call center. You know what I mean? That, that that's that's my point. Like you know, anybody coming to this country, if they want to have good job, if they want to progress in their life, they should at least put an offer to understand. You know, or speak. I I I wouldn't say too much English, but you know the basics. Well, yeah, but least. a work working knowledge you know? of the language. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And what about what about the rest of the criteria that you have to get into the UK now? You'll have to have a job that promises more than thirty thousand euro, well thirty thousand eight hundred to be exact, um, and you'll have to have a required skill level. In other words, you can't just say that I, I have a job working flipping burgers. You know, it'll have to be a job that requires skill. I sp- I suppose because I've been following this news, and I, I I think the only reason they came up with this is because they want to restrict restrict those numbers coming into the country. Mm-hmm. They want, they want to stop free movement, yes. Exactly. I, I, otherwise, you wouldn't put these restrictions on the people because, you see, there's a lot of people who want to come to UK to work. Because of this legislation, a lot of people would just look somewhere else, you know? Well, that, well, this, here's the bigger problem, right? I think this is bad news for Ireland because those people who would have wanted to go to the UK are going to be looking for another English-speaking country. And, and, they, yeah. and they, you know you know where the next one is, don't you? Yeah, it's exactly. 45 minutes away in a plane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, yeah, Mohammed. Thank, thank you very much indeed. Appreciate your call. All right. Cheers, mate. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.